2: Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. On this week's Stop Hammer Time, which is the worst West Ham team you can remember? The women's team or the men's team? The women's team, of course, lost 8-0 to Chelsea at the weekend, and we managed a draw with uh, Watford, which is Brighton. the worst... Uh, Brighton. Which is the worst... Uh, sorry, sorry, Jim Grant. Sorry. Jim Grant, joining start us, Jim again. Grant. Start again. <laughs> Call joining, me a pedant. Joining us, <laughs> Jim Grant, uh, and also we... Uh, anyway, uh, well, that's that introduction just hello. up. Uh, uh, Jim Grant <laughs> is with us. Hello, Jim. G- uh, hello, hello, hello. Coming up on the podcast uh, is... Twenty nine points enough to stay in the Premier League because that could be the only. what what are we on? Twenty nine? Is it 26, no. twenty nine? Twenty six?
1: Twenty four? I would say.
2: Maybe I was imagining we'd be. We'd yeah. Get more points is that enough to stay up? Because we might not win another We're game. In
0: the before. bottom three, so probably not. We'll uh, no. discuss that
2: uh, during no. the course of this podcast. There's no point
0: in discussing it.
2: With it me on this week, stop isn't. hammer time. Jim Grant. Patrick. Good evening. Uh, I, I alluded to you earlier. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, you are here. I and am you're here. still here. Uh, yes. Seconds later. Yes. Um, also joining us this week, it is the author of now four autobiographical books about uh, one young man and now middle aged stroke elderly man's Staying relationship <laughs> with West Ham United. Uh, they began with an irrational hatred of Luton and has ended with his fourth book. Well, perhaps not ended. There might be another. But uh, currently, the run currently you know, is at an I end don't. with an irrational hatred of everything. It's Robert Banks. Hello, good Robert. Good evening. Uh, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. Jolly good. little closer to the microphone, if you will. Oh, really? Yeah. And... Uh, Love the microphone. So Love it. we've played uh, two games of football since we last spoke to you. Uh, we we lost, and then we played a game that felt like a loss,
1: didn't we, uh, uh, the weekend? Because we felt drew. like more in a weird way. Felt like more like a loss in it. more a, like a, a loss a than odd. the actual loss. So, yes, in a, a funny, yes. weird, in a weird way, surreal way. Surreal way. Yeah, mm. um,
2: so. Let's, why don't we begin do with we start? the Brighton game and okay. sort of fold uh, the Liverpool game into our discussion. Mm, like a, like a, like a Brand. souffle. So, Ooh, souffle. With social the media, there was a lot of rage at the loss and I think we were, we were not happy what, with What,
1: the loss, loss that was a loss or the loss that
2: felt uh, like a loss? Sorry, yeah, the draw, the <laughs> yeah, draw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. Uh I, I like to call it a loss. It's I, well, I spotted that. I was just clarifying for our... Uh, my affectionate for, uh, nickname <laughs> for that game of football is a loss. lossy. I call it lossy, <laughs> Dear lossy, I let it jump Dear,
1: on, dear lossy. I let it jump on my lap. Actually, <laughs> who is str- listening? Because I'm str- here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very... Uh, probably, possibly no one. We just carry on.
2: Um, yes. Um, so I'm just getting Rob to I adjust
0: his one. I didn't do a sound check before. Uh, Can you hear me, Leon?
2: So, so... Um, Lossy, the loss, as yes. I called it. Yeah, got it. And, um, yeah. Uh, I could understand some of social media's immediate a, a outpouring of rage because it was, uh, you know, it was an opportunity missed, uh and um, obviously uh, d- disappointing, uh, just generally. Now. Some of the more reasonable posts I saw uh, uh, questioned the tactics of the second half, especially Mm. the substitutions, and I think that's a pretty valid argument. However, in mitigation, we just didn't come out in the second half of that game. We simply didn't come out, and I think the substitutions uh, were a kind of adjunct to what was already going to be a very
1: poor performance our no, third no, I, goal I, I, was undeserved I, and against the run of yeah play. i and i turned to you and said i think even before they uh got their own goal from the corner we just we haven't, haven't we haven't out. turned yeah, up haven't for the second half, up, yeah. and it was very very apparent and um you know i, I that the, the goal that let them back into it was unfortunate possibly the one that var should have looked at because there did seem to be a tangling between Murray and Fabianski. And Fabianski yes. clearly felt that his arm was held, which is why, you know, he would normally, that felt like it should have been a routine catch. Yeah. Um, uh, and he normally does that. Or so. a firmer punch. Or a firmer punch, yeah. maybe. Um so you know, yes, he should have complained
2: more, didn't he? He complained yeah, a bit, but well, in a kind yeah, of sulky yeah, teenager yeah, way. Yeah, he I should think, have you know, ran up to yeah, the referee
1: yeah. and yelled into his However, face. However, you mm. know, it was it was it, it was symptomatic of the way we'd started started the half and the way we went on. Really, I thought we were wretched in that second terrible, half. Terrible! I thought we were wretched. And and um, in the end, overall, if you look at the game overall, we it was a lucky point actually. Mm-mm. Brighton should have been 2-0 up before uh before we scored yes. in the first half. We played okay the first half was I thought was sort we, of we were good in the first half. We, we were okay. it Felt weird, it didn't it? it? Because we had some chances. If you
0: put it in juxtaposition with the other 3 games that we played, I think we'll get back onto Liverpool later, but um after the West Bromwich game the previous Saturday and most parts of the Everton game and and most home games leading up to that, we've not even looked like opening up a 2-goal lead so to to have a two goal lead it felt like we were playing well even though we weren't Yes. But to me and and the atmosphere in the ground was pretty good um good atmosphere it was, yeah, and good support, support and, was pretty and good. noisy i thought you and, know it
1: was good um and but, which but, made it all the more disappointing yeah but in the first half although yeah we had you know we had some good chances and we did play some decent football they passed through our midfield uh at will didn't they it was mm. far too easy to, for them to get into attacking positions uh, particularly down the flanks and that continued to be the case their fullback their overlapping forward montoya whatever his name was had the freedom of the bit our fullbacks were terrible on uh so, i mean fredericks just didn't look anywhere near match no, fit he looked like and cresswell had a shocker and uh you know that they 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 got round the back of us time and time and time again at will it was like you know we weren't there really
2: so the um uh they did, they did, uh, uh, cut through our midfield. I mean, not just the flanks, uh, but our, our midfield. And for, yeah. uh, for about yeah. two years now, our, our problem has been possibly even longer has been our midfield, Definitely. uh, quite often the, the sort of back four or back five, whatever we had have been kind of scapegoated. But ultimately the problem was that, that we were just losing in midfield, uh, under Bilic and under Pellegrini sometimes as well. Um, and, uh, one thing that really struck me uh, especially in the second half when we slightly collapsed was that um obviously uh Suchek is coming in as a as a midfielder and uh the uh, there's a sort of feeling that um uh the one that he might conceivably replace is Noble and I was sort of surprised when I saw the team set up that uh, everybody was in, Snodgrass, Rice, and Noble, and the new guy, and the flair players were kind of sacrificed, and I thought, oh, well, that's odd, but at the same time, Fornaus is not a game changer, and Lanzini is on bad form, so I didn't think it was the the most insane Decision I've ever seen. Uh, Anderson is also injured, obviously, um, but it did seem like okay. This is all our sort of meat and potatoes, sort of pragmatic, sort of footballers in one in one lineup. But also, as we sort of fell apart in the second half, I sort of thought that, that the 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 combination of Rice and Noble is something that that I feel. Should be sort of looked at because we we every time we talk about getting a kind of a sort of box to box midfielder into the team, uh, I've I've sort of thought well, we've got uh, England's uh, sort of uh, defensive midfielder Declan Rice is in the team and Mark Noble, who is great and a very talented footballer. So, what is going wrong in the midfield? And I really sort of thought in the second half they are less than some of their parts. I don't think they work very well. There's a real problem that they're both talented footballers, but they actually don't work very well together. And I... I really noticed against Crystal Palace, um, which we ended up losing. Sort of the slightly away one? On, uh, no, the home one no. where we, that started with the, the rice handball in the penalty area. Because right. we should have won that game. We should have won that yes. game. We were good enough to yeah. win that game, and we didn't win it. Uh, but one thing I noticed was that... I can't remember if Lanzini wasn't playing. In one of the earlier games, Lanzini had sort of taken a kind of forward role and was sort of closing down their defenders and goalkeeper. In that game, whether he was playing or not, uh, he wasn't doing it. So Noble was kind of running out of midfield and sort of closing down the goalkeeper and was running around everywhere. And it left uh, the centre circle completely empty. And what happened was that a Palace player walked into it got the ball and then distributed it to sort of Zahar or maybe Andros Townsend or Max Gradle or one of those guys they've got to then go and terrorise our defence. And um, they they don't seem to have that sort of uh, instinct to if one moves forward,
1: the other just stays there and protects the centre circle. I, I yes, I you mean, that, that that might be right. I, I I wonder whether it's not just about instinct, it's just about legs. It's just about... Pace. Absolutely, it's just about being able it's to about run energy. around and cover the ground, and that's what I feel we've been lacking: is that uh, midfielder with kind of energy. And so, t- I mean, I think Rice is is a terrific player. I mean, his his performance against Liverpool was outstanding. Um, he was, I felt, the best player on the park against against Liverpool. Um, uh, but he, he can't do it week in, week out. A lot is being placed on his shoulders. Noble. We were talking, we were worried about Noble's lack of, lack of pace, uh, you know. Uh, in five, the early five, noughties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, how many years ago? And Noble will, you know, one in three or four games, Noble turns it on and is fantastic. But he is not, he's struggling, I think, with the game, you know, with, with, with the amount of pay- pitch he's expected to cover, game in, game out. And I, I feel, you know, Suchek has clearly been brought in as a, as, as an attempt to kind of address that. Problem that we've known is a problem. You know, we we've we, we've had a succession of good, fairly good, energised midfielders going back to uh, Barami, Parker, Diame, uh, Chiati when he first came in. You know, Obiang to an extent, and, but you know they've all gone, and 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 mm. eventually now we're left without that kind of energetic, <laughs> yeah. you know, pacey, get in their faces midfielder, which a lot of teams in the Premier League have.
0: You know. I thought he had a fairly good game, Suchek. Um he, Faded, he, didn't he? he but faded, it was, it was but he, his passes found their target, and he was he was up and down quite a and bit. he Could have scored. He nearly scored. Yeah. Um, but the 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 thing that strikes me is that I don't know if it's just the size of the pitch or or what, but since we moved there, we've not had that player that stands on the ball in the middle of the pitch and just says and picks out a pass. Lanzini can't do it. Uh, there's there's no one with stature in the middle of the field no one that no one that the team sort of revolves around
2: well there was there was a there was a uh, a news story. I mean, you know, it's the internet, so whether it's news or a story, is debatable. But there was um, something that said that one of those, one of our poorest performances this season, one of the cup games, I guess. Noble had a kind of, you know, motivational stroke, furious rant at halftime where he said, uh, "I can't do everything." I can't do everything. And part of the problem is that Mark Noble sort of has a free role in the games in which he is very good. Um, similarly, Suchek seem to have a free role uh, at the weekend. Uh, Declan Rice, we talk about Declan Rice and his prospects and, and whether he's going to be a fixture in the England team or not. And sometimes we say, I'd like to see him get on the ball a bit more and sort of, you know, do Billy Bonds type lung busting runs into the other team's penalty. If, Every fucker in the field has a free role and just does what the fuck they want. Teams will cut through the center Mm. of the park, you know? Uh, Noble is almost at his best when he has a free role. He's like an attacking midfielder. You know, he's that's when he's best. sometimes he gets to the byline and, and puts a cross in, you know, he's, he won the penalty against uh, Bournemouth, opened the scoring by running in, bursting into that's their why penalty. I was a little surprised
1: you know. that the, the formation seemed to be rice in front of the back, back four. It was, wasn't it? And, um, Suchek and Noble both pushed on, wasn't it? it was yeah. Like, it was like they were all like the central midfield pair with, with one behind them. And I was half expecting it to be a, sort of a triangle the other way round that Suchek was going to be alongside Rice um, and Noble was going to be given, a, a, as you say, a freer, more advanced role. Uh, and maybe that eventually that will become a role that someone like, um, you know, either Thorne Alsip, although Moyes doesn't seem to fancy him, or an Anderson even might, well, might play. Um, but uh, no Sujet was quite advanced wasn't he he played quite, quite far forward the that, you know. uh,
2: breakthrough game in the Pellegrini season was the away game at Everton where Yarmolenko scored a couple of games and it wasn't just the um, sort of discovery of, or initial using of Yarmolenko that was the breakthrough but one thing was the triangle in midfield, which was an inverse triangle with one in front Mm. of the back four, which was Rice, but it was a kind of new Declan Rice who'd just been sort of stepped up from central defender to defensive midfielder, so he was very enthusiastic to move further up the pitch and then in front of him, noble and as you say, Obiang, but actually the other guy could that could be Snodgrass, but it could also be Lanzini yeah. it yeah. could be someone else because you 've got um you 've got a sort of defensive spine because noble has defensive instincts. declan Rice was put in an absolutely pragmatic defensive role, and that triangle worked well in that shape, and I it it was funny because because Pellegrini seemed to sort of lose yeah. faith in that yeah. shape and he turned yeah. the the yeah. turned it the other way round, yeah. turned the triangle the other way round so that at its base were two yeah. players screening well, back four I, and one up front. Some of the and
1: I teams li- we might do that with under yeah, boys, I
2: liked know. I I liked that because they they looked after each other in that formation. There yeah. was a little there was a little triangle of passes between them. And, you know, there's, it's not by accident that that, you know, little triangle's expression is quite a fixture in yeah. football.
1: But that, yeah. that set of three players worked very well. That was like, on one of Obiang's better games in a, in a West Hampshire. I it think. was, yeah. It was his lovely little cushioned ball through on Altovich that led to the first goal in that Everton game. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was terrific. Um Parenthetically, because you mentioned him, can we? Can I just have a, a, a little, a little word in praise of Snodgrass? Because, yeah, you know, he was someone who um, West Ham fans turned their nose up uh, mm. when he arrived. Uh, man, you know, Bilic fans went out to, on loan, um, uh, but he has forced his way into. It. He shouldn't really be in the team, should he? I mean, he should be a squad player who's filling. Yeah. You know but
2: Obiang should have. He's oh, sorry. He, um,
1: for now should have been his replacement yeah 23 minutes should easily be yeah what's he doing still in the team hmm. he's seeing them off because he is one of the few players that we have at the moment who performs consistently uh to a level that is his level and uh at the moment it's just about okay at premier league level um and that like he, has end, he well. has end product. Yeah. He's yeah. got end product from a dead, to a dead ball situation. Um, he creates chances. Those, those free kicks he put in at Sheffield United, the goal that he was there popped up for the finish that should have counted at Sheffield United. He had that chance yeah. away at Wolves where he busted a gut and then, Buggered it up, of course, because he is limited. Mm. You know, he hit a couple of great strikes. I know they got deflections, but they were, well, he got his laces through the ball both yeah, yeah. times and they were on target. You know, cracking goal why, at Palace if, if as well. Everybody ra- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if everybody raised their level just to, just to where he is, vis a vis their own ability we wouldn't be anywhere near the problems we're in now. Yes,
2: he seemed also to um, have an engine that kept going for uh, yeah. uh, most of that game. You know, Noble faded um, in that second half, sort of couldn't get into the game at Brighton at the weekend. No,
1: he's super fit. He's fit as a butcher's dog. He, he, yeah, he seems fit yeah. and strong. And, and he's a committed... I, I, I've come to I've come to adore him. And a moment, at the moment, bizarrely, Uh, he's my hammer of the year at the moment
2: well he's sort of undroppable isn't he I mean he he, well he's uh, the only one who actually scores or creates goals we dropped him away at Everton or so. was was it earlier this Uh, season did he not play and we were like he should play in that game yeah Yeah, Didn't we get turned over? 2-0 Everton earlier this season. We were turned over fairly effortlessly, and I don't think he played.
1: Yeah, that's right. He he was dropped.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, that was a problem with the substitutions in the second half. But, I mean, I'm not sure that's entirely the fault lays with Moyes, because I think uh, the substitutes were not... Better or indeed as good as the players that were substituted, but they played on Wednesday. And you have to substitute modern football involves substituting players for fresh legs. But basically, Lanzini and, and um, for mm. were not as good as Antonio and Snodgrass.
1: Well, so we have a problem with An- We have to, a problem with Antonio, don't we? The You know, team. he's he's got he's the one with energy and attacking threat and pace and power. Um, but he, he, he even when he's properly fit, he struggles to last ninety he has minutes. Has to be kept in cotton wool, and you've got he? to look after him because yeah. if we yeah. lose him again, you know, for any length of time, we are we are really short of attacking threat, especially while Anderson is not in the team, and you know, and we all know Anderson's form is not what it was. Um, so it's it's still looking grim. Um, uh, there's a lot resting on the slightly slopy shoulders of Jared Bowen. Mm. um it'll be interesting he, he's got a baptism of fire coming up hasn't he yeah uh interesting to think how is he gonna fit him in has because he's not a big lad and he's more of an inside right kind of ride right he's out uh, well he's a kind of poor man's out of it I, I can't imagine him expect.
0: starting either of the next two games uh, with the the setup that Moyes is likely to go with, but he must be champion at the
1: bit. I mean, he's I'm coming sure. off. You know, he's, he's been scoring to, goals and fun up at Hull. purchases yeah. have got you know, to. He needs purchases. to get in and start playing. Doesn't he? We
2: don't he? have. We do. We just don't have the luxury to go. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll. You know, he's one for the future. Well, no, do you no, mean I'm the sure he'll be
1: involved, but I don't think. I think I it'll think be Antonio start. in the middle and Bar- 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 mm. Bowen for. I mean, hannah has got to. Got to. He's got to come out of the team. He has got to come out. I thought he was really terrible. A, well, I think there's yeah.
2: a, there's a, I think there's a shape with a sort of front three. I mean, I think that sort of triangle that we had against Everton would, would, would really work. You might, you might have to drop. Well, I don't think you do actually. I, I, I would, uh, I would have uh, Rice at the back of that triangle, speaking yeah. the back four. I would have um, uh, Suchek and yeah. Noble in front of them. Yeah. Or possibly Suchek and Snodgrass in front of them. Yes, I agree. And then right. I would have a front three of um, uh, Bowen, Antonio and Alaire.
0: Yeah, right, okay. I still think Allaire's a great player. I think I think he will do come you? good. I think he will come do good. You? Me too. Do Me too, yeah. I thought no, he was, I really I thought do. He, I thought really, he I really
1: do. I'm just... losing, oh, I'm yeah. glad, because I'd like, I, I don't normally lose. I am losing
0: faith in him. Yeah. You know, one well, he's thing I'm, losing faith in his colleagues. I think, and that's well, the yes, one yeah, thing I really he's noticed made, that you
1: know make something happen. He one thing I really noticed happen. that
2: happened on Saturday was that this is sort of slightly what you get with Antonio. Was that he sometimes Allaire did a give and go with him, where the ball just didn't come back, and he'd made a run. You know, and they are like the front two, but Antonio doesn't form a strike partnership with someone because he doesn't have the guile doesn't have the guile to play someone in he takes it and blazes it over the bar or he takes it or he'll run into the area and run too far you know sometimes he manages to break a couple of tackles get to the byline and then put a hopeful cross uh, across across but he doesn't there were given goes where where just didn't get it back and uh and he you know I mean he kept going and uh You know, I think maybe he he sort of thought, okay, well, that's that's how it breaks. But, like, he needs to get it back if he's going to put it in the net in the end, you know. And quite a lot of those things, he just didn't get the supply. Some of those balls low and hard across the penalty area. You know, there was one that was cut out by a Brighton defender that he was absolutely on that and he was in the net if it had made his way through to him. But the Brighton player got a toe to it.
1: I think you're being indulgent. I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in him. I'm, I don't think he's the player we thought we were getting. Um, he might need um, a spell on the sidelines. But I think he I probably think, does. I think his he confidence will. I think he, he shot, will come good. Uh,
0: And I think he does need to, some time. Yeah, out but in, some, in this day and age, you don't get the chance to sit on the sidelines, especially for,
1: with your. You know the squad is so thin. I mean, you know that the thing is, we, we we signed him, but we didn't sign. We you know we lost strikers in in you know and uh, and Andes especially. Um, and we needed to, we needed to bring in a better second striker yeah. than
0: Ajeti. Yeah, you, know? you don't see him tearing up. And, any trees, and
1: clearly at Frankfurt, he did have a strike partner who was very very good. Um,
0: you know, maybe Bowen would work better with him.
1: I like what I've seen. I, I haven't seen a lot. I've seen kind of you know bits on the on the telly, and from time to time, you know, you not take a lot of notice of of players. If you know in the championship, you know, you just catch them from time to time. But he does look decent doesn't he he does look like he's got energy and you know he's young and hungry so
2: well let's move away and talk about what's coming up after this message welcome back uh well we are um You know, we we got one point instead of three, so we are, uh, um, you know, in a in a in an ever increasing uh, world of pain. uh, And we could. uh, (laughs) um, That's just generally being a West Ham fan. Yeah. I mean, I think you know it was last week's uh, podcast with um, yourself and Colin, Jim, that I I think I, I first. Because both of you said you thought we'd go down. I do, and I I, and I, that. that hasn't really occurred to me until you said yeah, it last week. Yeah, and now I'm thinking, me. oh, no, it's
1: a very real possibility. Oh, I think now. it's more likely mm. than not. Definitely. Yeah,
2: that's uh, that's extraordinary. I mean, I think that's still that's still sinking in
1: for me. Um, uh, I, I, I thought the second half absolutely stank of relegation mm. on Saturday. Yeah. We really reeked of it. We, we couldn't get near them. And they aren't, you know... I mean, we made Mo Pye, whatever his name is, look like look like hazard, didn't we? I mean, he he just absolutely rang. He is absolutely the player that Lanzini suddenly now isn't. Oh. Um, and we have, you know, they, they just they just played triangles. They just knocked. They just went through us. Well, the number of times they cut the ball back from the byline, we were very great. Save from uh, from Fabianski. Um To keep that long right range right at the very end. Right near out, the end, yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah um, it was going in. That was going in, um, but I think he was at, obviously at fault. Uh, well, possibly at fault for the corner with the with the with the interference from Murray. I thought he was. I thought four players were at fault for their second goal. I mean, I thought yeah, you know, Masuaka, what was he what, what was he doing? Ogbonna, what the bloody hell was he doing? <laughs> Diop, what the fucking hell was he doing? Fabianski, what was he doing? Yeah. He should have been off his off his line. He should have been, his bum. He should have been reading that. He, yeah, he, was, he was back on his heels. You know, um, so between them, it was just a catastrophic piece of of, of, of poor defending. Having luckily got ourselves into a three-one lead and sort of you've got to you have got to tie those things you've got to see that game out with quarter an out to go
2: Masawaka Masawaka was too casual wasn't he, totally. he kind of like mm. hit it sort of hoping to hit one of our midfielders but he hit one of their midfielders so it yeah. was like he needed to really put his laces through it and hike it up the pitch rather yeah. than just bash it into the middle of the park it was a very strange because the it, it, the bounce kind of had backspin didn't it it, took, it sort of looked like Deops to me and it took him by surprise uh, yeah but
1: they quite, left it to each other. Yeah. Oak Bonner had plenty of time to put his foot through it and just clear it out of the way. Um, I think the head, you know, he misjudged the the sort of diving header back to the keeper. But I think the keeper should have been nearer to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I'd pay quite a lot of the blame for that on Fabianski actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have didn't cover himself in glory until you know he did, but he made a couple of good saves and he made some very good saves against Liverpool. We haven't talked yeah. much about Liverpool. No, no, because okay. I think out of context, you know we would be saying if we were kind of mid-table or something we'd have been saying oh that was a good performance against Liverpool we've done done better than a lot of teams have done against Liverpool we created good many chances against them we did we We created more chances than they we worked really hard and were well organised and made them pass it sideways a lot Um, yeah I thought you know I thought
0: I thought
2: yeah absolutely it was a really good performance it was very encouraging wasn't it i think, I think rob you sort of posted on facebook that you were sort of uh, yeah that's what the, a, two that's nil,
0: the a two nil defeat felt better than a one nil defeat yeah and, and that's that's west ham yeah. um another thing as an aside and, and i've always said and it's a recurring theme through through my books is that part of the part of the whole point of supporting west ham is is the the camaraderie and the you know the, the fun you have while you're doing it rather than going to watch entertaining football um, but I had um, guests with me uh, a couple of colleagues Mundip and Alex and and, and a, a friend of mine from years ago who's who'd flown in from Mexico uh, to see the game he'd la- literally landed at Heathrow at four o'clock and oh, the Liverpool it. fan they're all they were all Liv- they're oh, all right, Liverpool okay. fans and and hate me for it if you like but mm. they were in the home end um, very respectful and they were so complimentary about the london stadium um said they thought it was really impressive good atmosphere um easy to get around navigate around um easy to get a beer easy to you know mm-hmm. and they okay their team won but um from from their perspective they thought it was fantastic it was a good thing so game. interesting um yeah no you know yeah. and and um you know there's been a lot of hoo ha about visiting supporters, being in the home end, but get over it.
1: Mm. Well, they used um, to do it at Upton Park. Yeah. Man United fans used to do it at Upton Park
0: all the time. Yeah, so, I'm sure it happens, all, know, it happens all, all over the, the place. Yeah. Yeah, I've been i um, home in, I've been in, and, the and, in yeah, several times at various other grounds. Uh, 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 um, yeah. You just keep a button on it, don't you?
1: Yeah, you just behave respectfully. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's. I think I think that's the issue. I think that people the people moaning on social media about other other kind of you know fancy wear kind of you know wear colours and kind of make a noise and stand up and you know you know don't you don't do that. That's that's that is disrespectful.
2: The, uh, I didn't see any replays of the penalty, which I assume probably was a penalty, uh, against Liverpool. I think it probably was. But, um, the referee was desperate, uh, to give it, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. You You could see the enthusiasm. The, the, (laughs) the time leading up to the penalty, I don't know when that came, 35 minutes, maybe something like that in the game. Um. You know, things have been very equal. We, we've been very good. I don't think referees necessarily sort of have to, you know, are obliged to reward the underdog. But... um the, you know the other end of the spectrum is like rewarding the kind of likely Premier League winner because somehow that the narrative of football that season sort of requires you to do it, it was, uh, was really apparent in the, that every single 50-50 if a player went down the decision went their way until that penalty came in and then he, it felt like the, the you know felt like the fruition of that first half totally. hour
0: was he just yeah, wanted to give United them something United always used yeah. to get yeah. those decisions he,
2: just wanted to give him was something l- from the outside, and it's like the body
1: language was shocking, though. Yes, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 you know, it was, um, <laughs> I mean, it really was, it was immediate,
0: and you could, like, oh, oh was good, almost good. Almost. penalties. It was like almost celebrating yeah. almost before the contact yeah. had been made, he yeah. had his whistle in his lips, yeah, yeah, yeah it was a bit like that.
1: I mean, I hate, yeah, you know, I it thoroughly, they these teams don't need this help that they get, and we all know that they get it. I mean, there was that game away at... I think it was away at Chelsea... I think it might have been away at Chelsea that the... um, there was kind of a report in the papers going, "Oh, how splendid! Chelsea committed no fouls in the entire game." I think yeah. it was the only time it's happened this season. And yeah. I go, no, they, no, they committed no loads of <laughs> fucking fouls. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. weren't given. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no it, yeah, we know that you have to put up with that kind of that kind of shit, and obviously VAR has made no difference. It's gone against us. However. The Murray goal was a good goal. It was. It did its yeah. job there. He was. He didn't handle it. He got his arm out of the way. It came off his side.
2: No, no. Actually, you know, you know the VAR and, goal, and, and it be. has
1: clouded the fact that nobody was fucking well marking him. Mm. You no. know.
2: Yeah, the goal that VAR sort of should have looked at was was you know as we said, Fabi- Fabianski should have yeah, complained Yeah, that more. one, yeah. Oh, yeah because yeah. because yeah. I think he was, I think mean, Murray really had his arms around him, and it was a bit of the dark arts. It's because he's pulling he's his of... arm
1: away. I mean, I, um, I think Fabianski sort of was kind of, was kind of had his arm, was trying to fend him off. Yeah. Because um, he was doing that kind of jostling thing on the line. And he just held his left uh, yeah, arm, yeah, and yeah, his, yeah. his right arm, yeah. arm then punched the but He would he have couldn't...
0: caught the ball if it was yeah, if don't his don't arm it, was for yeah. another VAR debate. But, uh, do they not check every goal as a matter of course? Is it not? I don't know. If a no. goal is scored, they've no, they've I don't know
1: what. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a did. shit I mean, show, I mean, no. and they've got to radically rethink the whole. They've got to. It's, it's, it's got ruining to be, the uh, game, in in terms of atmosphere and celebration and all that kind of thing. It is a real problem. The well, way it was the, always wasn't it? Running. When the
0: on when that th- the third goal went in and yeah, and yeah. you had that initial disappointment, and then oh, it's gone to VAR, possible handball.
1: And, and then it goes and it took s- so, it long, so long it took so long it took so long
0: um that you knew that it wasn't wasn't going to be overturned yeah um but but surely it's got to be more of a cricket style thing where you get x number of reviews in a in a half they've got to do something that about it something's got think, to change
1: they've got to put the referee much more in control of it um you know they don't they in this they don't it's very rare in, in that they go over and look at the screen it's very rare that you know and it needs to be much more uh, open and 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 you know we need to be hearing the conversations that are taking place in the rugby union. You know the referee will say specifically i'm very happy that the grounding's okay. Can you just check it wasn 't offside because we mm. wasn 't in front of the kicker So the referee's controlling what he's asking mm. for, and I think you have to do the idea that somebody remote is looking at these things, who's not in the heat of battle. I mean, you know, we all know over the years, the the better referees or the referees have the better games, do let some things go, do kind of, you know, they're they're, they're talking to the players on the pitch, they've got a feel for how the game is is going, Um, and they're the ones that get respected, and those are the performances by referees that get respected. You know, if you take power away from that, that referee and you've got someone who's kind of, you know, um, you know, with the red cards, you judging how, um, mm. uh, you know, how, the intention of a, of a, of a challenge or whatever, can be really difficult. I think if you're not there at the time in a way,
2: well, also uh, oh, it, it, makes it sort of utterly pointless to try and kind of spring the offside trap because, uh, if your toenail is offside, oh, you weird. suddenly are offside, you know, it's, it, yeah. They'll change. You know, that, that extraordinary, um, you know, pre VAR decision where where the ref, the lines person didn't really seem to sort of, uh, had never really seen the notion of springing the offside trap when. Um, Perez, who was miles on side, sort of bent his run to be on side, yeah, and our goal was was struck off against uh, Leicester. Yeah. and you're like, Can't you 're like can 't you see what you know it 's a bit like this the decision making being taken away from referees when you there 's a way someone goes down when they 're diving? Alley is a master of the you know, where just all four limbs come off the ground and uh, and it's a weird sort of move that comes from gymnastics, practically. You just—that's what a dive looks like. And referees then go, "Oh, Stockley Park, take a look at this. Oh no, apparently there was contact. So the reason he did that extravagant gymnastic Nadia Comaneci type dive was that there was a tiny piece of contact between the player's sock and
1: his shin pad. And you're
2: like, it's proving the wrong thing. It's yeah, proving yeah, yeah. the yeah, wrong it's thing. It's
1: very frustrating. They have to change the offside law now. They have to, but I mean, it's, it's just in, it's just absurd. Or well, they change the way the VAR response is interpreted. I mean, if you you know, if essentially, if 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 as you say, someone's toenail offside, then effectively the linesman's not made a big error. No, no. So you shouldn't go against mm. it. It's like umpire's yeah. call in the cricket. Yeah. You know, if it's close, then it shouldn't be then the analysis done yeah, all right yeah.
0: i mean that you know uh, but then what do you define as close and uh, well uh, they they're
1: they're exuding great confidence in the uh, in the technology you know are those lines across the pitch dead straight do we know that mm. how, what about the exact moment the ball is kicked yeah. per frame you know how many frames are there per second you know are we absolutely confident yeah. that you know the ball you know, has travelled how much in one frame? You know,
2: level should be judged by the naked eye. It's when yeah. the base, the you know, it, the, the part of the footballer that's not the extremities yeah. is level with the other, the opposition footballer's body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the a r
1: should be there, and it's. I think it was stated when it was brought in to to reverse glaring errors, mm. things mm-hmm. that have really gone wrong that shouldn't have gone wrong. So things like the Snodgrass goal when when Rice had the ball headed against his mm. hand. Ridiculous, totally ridiculous.
2: Rob, you have a sheet of paper with you. Uh, yeah, just we're, we're going to come of, um, into the, uh, the uh, hard part of this podcast, which is talking about what <laughs> what we might need to survive in this division.
0: There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk on social media and in, in general media about the magic 40 points, and um, made me think. Um, well, how many times has 40 points actually been needed to stay up? So I had a quick look at all the Premier League seasons going back to. When it started, and discount the first three, which were 22-team um, leagues. Um, since '95, when when the league was trimmed down to 20, the average number of points required to stay up is actually 35.58, so let's call it 36. And it's quite a big it's quite a big spread because we've mm. stayed up on we stayed up on 35 in 2009-10, um, but we could have stayed up on 30. Um, yeah extraordinary isn't yeah it? which is quite ridiculous but then the, on the other side we went down on 42 in 2003 so mm. they're the two the two extremes but as i say the average is is more like you know the there's the, the last three years it's been 34 33 34 there's a 37 in there 35 33 36 36 so th- that's the good news the bad news is we've still only got 24 yeah and I don't know where the fuck the rest of them are coming from
2: no, he's got to. I mean, you know, I, 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 when I was talking about kind of the the possibly shaky sort of relationship between uh, the midfield pairing of, of of Rice and Noble, the it sort of went without saying that sort of Suchek would uh, certainly on social media that that the player that was kind of the low hanging fruit in that thing that he might replace would be Noble. Noble is, however, sometimes the best player in the pitch, and not only the best player. He pulls the strings of the game. You know, away at Spurs, uh, which you know uh, was, um, you know, within the last calendar year, uh, he was a man of the match. Spurs fans said that. You know, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Morris has got to make some quite big, brave decisions. I think. He, he, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not entirely sure that the low hanging fruit is in fact noble. Uh, perhaps he will. Perhaps he will uh, instigate a sort of job sharing thing with uh, the three of them. Now, because. I'm not sure that that if this guy's not better than Rice, Rice isn't isn't the one to go, which is unsort of thinkable because there is a feeling that in order to hang on to him he's just got to play every week and be indispensable. Otherwise in the summer he will go. He will go, I'll, you know, and and someone like yeah. Manchester United will pick him and then possibly he'll be consigned to the bench and uh, disappear into the annals of history, like you know Tom
1: Cleverley. Uh, to be a brave man that would, that would, uh, for all sorts of reasons, that would drop rice. I mean, I think yeah, in the game against Liverpool, he was outstanding. Mm. I mean, he was the best player on the park, in my view. Um, but in the first half against Brighton, the weekend by me, Klopp uh, sort of
2: performance, wasn't it? Um, in, in in the first half against Brighton, I mean, especially since since there was no Anderson, no Lanzini, no Fornells, uh, our only creative player on the pitch was Noble. Yeah, um, that, Noble. That,
1: that, I I found that surprising. Noble oh, was playing yeah. with his yeah. head up and was yeah. looking for passes, yeah, yeah, you know. And uh, yeah. um, there were some nice interchanges with Suchek, actually with <clears throat> Noble actually one or two.
2: Yeah, Suchek looks yeah, like a player. Yeah, looks right. like a player. Yeah. You know,
0: we'll soon knock that out of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, he looked like, um, you know, uh, Um, hopefully at the Barami end of Barami versus Kovac. He seemed to (laughs) sort of run, you know, he was very enthusiastic he co- covered a lot of ground he was popping up and occasionally looking yeah. like he might get on the yeah. end of something but right. also was going back to cover you know he looks like what we what we need but i mean who makes way is a quite a you know noble goes missing for a couple of games because go, oh, he's playing badly he goes and then quite often the improvement in the side comes when he returns yeah yeah, yeah. it's and very he's already
0: difficult. he's already looking better than kovac's question of whether he sends emails home to his mother. Yes, yes,
1: yeah. yes. That would be good if he did. Yeah. Would it? It would <laughs> be great. Um
2: yeah, yeah, so so I mean he's got um, you know, he's got a chance to blood these guys at uh, at the weekend, well obviously uh, Suchek has had his turn, but it's a, it's away at Manchester City at the weekend. Yeah,
0: well, like, you know, you know anything it's a free hit
1: isn't it yeah yeah it's go for it hit.
0: that's the only other thing is looking at these numbers is that um the average goal difference those 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 figures of 34 points 33 points that that is one team went down on that number but obviously you'd have stayed up if you had a better goal difference and the goal difference on average you would have needed is uh, minus 24 or better um and what are we on now about minus 14 something like that so it's not ridiculous as long as we avoid complete spankings in the next two games we could yeah well that could
1: be in that ballpark but we might not on uh, (laughs) either of them
0: (laughs) we've only conceded three away on two occasions yeah well we'll see it'd be good i mean um, he's gonna you know he's gonna set us up to be hard to beat,
1: isn't he if possible yeah yes shall we remember better times Yes. Sure, I yes. yes. I think is. we should. You know, I. Uh, yes, go on.
0: No, i um, been working on the audio version of, of the book and um, Martin East, who's recording it, um, uh, loves Jim's poem about Alan Devonshire, but uh, he was struggling with some of the, um, what do they call it, the meat? Meter. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, I, I don't, I you don't, do know, Jim. You're an how, English teacher.
2: Meter. How you read it. Complexes. The scan. The scan,
1: yeah, yeah. scansion. Well, well, I, think how you, well I think it's pretty free verse, to be fair. So exactly. I think uh, the if,
2: Scansion, yeah, which is where uh, that Trevor Brookings shop against Hungary, was stuck yeah. in yeah. against the Scansion. Oh, oh, we
0: yeah. said we would remember better <laughs> yeah. times. Uh, yeah. So I thought it'd yeah. be a good idea if Jim read it yeah. again. Yeah, because yeah, you, i
1: you, you, uh, can't remember how it went. You'd posted that picture. Or it was on a, a, an old program yeah. cover of him, of him of hopping a picture, over a defender. Of a picture, yeah, of mm-hmm. him kind of in mid-air hopping over a defender. Of Dennis I'll post it up again was just fantastic picture. Um, and I'd, I'd remembered, i remembered, I can't remember what the conversation was, but one of my favourite ever West Ham games was in the relegation series, season 88-89. In the League Cup, we played Liverpool at home. They were going to win the double yes. that year, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that great Liverpool team, and uh, we just played them off the park that night and beat them 4-1. Paul Ince scored to- two goals in the first half. There was a classic Steve Staunton own goal um yeah you know, that trumped even uh, Diop's uh, header back and uh, a, a tony gale free kick mm. uh, and also uh, and the ref tried even then the ref tried to get them back into it with a absolutely
0: non penalty award against alvin martin I and think. a lot of liverpool fans in the home end that night as well if i recall were there not yes. well, not in
1: my bit of the north bank but mm. uh, yeah but um and i'd also got I had a friend over from new zealand who wasn't a liverpool fan um, but, uh, but but wanted to come to, to, to an English football game. He was a r- big rugby man and uh, it was his first ever experience of English football. And what a night. I mean, it was just fantastic. And it was Devonshire's kind of, you know... Yeah, Not his last towards, game, I don't think, far, far, but he yeah. was yeah. getting towards the end. He was sort of had those long injuries, and, and he was just kind of... But he really turned it on that night. The it only time, time
2: you would see him that far in the air now is if he had a huge <laughs> number of balloons attached <laughs> to a chair, like the bloke in the film, Up. up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, this is kind of the, the, the poem about Devonshire so um do you need me to
2: stand and lean against the fireplace to listen to this Jim? yes but that would what be very good but if we have a fireplace i'll put my, I'll that put my smoking jacket smoking jacket on ala uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm Guy Demel. Yes. i'm ready okay i'll admit i shed a tear when i saw that shot of devonshire sparrow-legged but eagled-eyed evading the clumsy slide of some defender brute it was beautiful and suddenly I'm in that distant then that never-to-come-again-shear when Devonshire dazzled at Ellen Road and the light flowed out of him as he faints and wheels, electric zeals his way past clumsy Everton boots and shoots no stab stiletto-like through keeper's legs. Ah, Devonshire, mustachioed musketeer, our swashbuckling dartagnan Sheer, you sent me to 7th Heavenshire so many times. The last in 89 when relegation beckoned but Liverpool hadn't reckoned with your relish for the fight. That night it was your swan song but blimey you were on song. With your long hair to everyone there it was clear you were our laughing cavalier, oh Devonshire. Yet there was something poignant in those last few silky runs and flicks. Though still imposing, the lid alas was closing on your magic box of tricks. But you're still there, caught photographically in midair. In that still remembered when That never-to-be-forgotten-then-shear, Our Alan, Devonshire.
2: Very nice, Jim. Very nice. I think that's a good note uh, on which to end. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. predictions yeah. could be... Um, let's predict the Manchester City
1: <sighs> game. I just think we'll get spanked. I really, really, really do. They, uh, they, they're they coming off the back of the defeat against Tottenham. Actually, they're very furious about. <sighs> <sighs> Let's let's be optimistic say three now. Mm.
2: To to the hammers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Nice.
0: Uh, Rob. Yeah. Um they've not scored for two games in a row now. First time that's happened for, for ever. Um so who do they need to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um four
2: one. Four one. I'm gonna say uh One all. One all. One all. Nice. All right. Um, That's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans, with me being Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Robert Banks. Good night. Cheers, Rob. Come on, you irons. This is a playback
1: media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW proof. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.